Hello friend, welcome back to my podcast. Um, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, so for today's episode, I honestly just want to or want to just have a, a real conversation about being black, about race, about me being a black woman, especially in this time, you know, with everything that's happening at the moment. Um, and honestly, just be real with you guys and to just, you know communicate and talk about it you know um yeah and so before we hop right in we are going to pray but before i do that thank you so so much for listening um before we go any further don't forget to follow at the project lumiere on instagram at the project lumiere (laughs) um and to follow the blog my blog theprojectlumiere.com um everything will be linked in the show notes show notes below and so let me just pray father god i thank you thank you for your sovereign for how sovereign you are lord thank you that you're god and you're good and you're never going to let us down thank you lord that in this time of just such unrest and of such injustice but also of such beauty you are still present and you're still there um and even as i have this conversation lord i pray that this would um be an uplifting conversation father um both for myself and for whoever's listening to this lord thank you um that you just call us to to step up in times like this and to help us to do that in your precious name i pray amen so <laughs> let's dive right in and so just a bit of background so i am my name is zoe Tuguma. i am a black 18 year old woman right um and i don't know i've sort of especially and i live in south africa so um, there's the Black Lives Move, Black Black Lives Matter movement. Um, obviously started in America. It's very prominent in America. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be anywhere. You know. Um, actually, before I dive into all that, I just have to say, like, please give me grace as I navigate this conversation. This isn't. I'm not going to be politically correct. I'm not going to say all the things correctly, but I'm trying, and this is my perspective. You know. Um, <clears throat> And yeah, and I, as one person, cannot speak for an entire race. I cannot speak for an entire, like, group of women. This is just sort of my opinions. And if you disagree with what I have to say, that's cool too, you know. Um, And you do not have to follow what I have to say, but we have to be respectful in how we react to each other, you know, and how we interact with each other. And so, yeah, and so the Black Lives Matter movement, um, I think, is absolutely brilliant but i think for a long time i um i sort of wasn't very like very very vocal about it i don't know why (laughs) actually i'll dive into that in a bit but i think you know especially when it's so easy when something is happening literally like half the world away to sort of be quiet about things um you know and looking back now like that's not okay we do have to speak out against injustice um and i think just the way i have grown up inadvertently not on purpose but i've had personally a lot of sh- i've carried a lot of shame about um about the color of my skin, even about my ethnicity. I was born um, in Zim or in Zimbabwe um, and moved to South Africa. And so, you know, and there's a big like, or there have been like xenophobic, you know, times um, or like, you know, like 
things happening, you know, and especially in primary school, like, you know, it was so weird if you were different and there was so much associated with that. And so on top of like, and I have grown up, um, all most of my life in predominantly um white communities there's nothing wrong with that I think um you know I'm not gonna get into that but there's nothing wrong with that at all and this isn't like blaming a single person but I just think that for me personally and I've I had internalized a lot of like shame associated with um you know where I'm coming from and as because of that like the color of my skin um and and I don't think, and I think that was a very, like, personal thing. And I think a lot of times it's so easy to, um like, take what the signals you're receiving and, like, flip them, but then receive them the wrong way, if that makes sense. And that's what happened with me. Um, And so I, with, like, the Black Lives Matter movement, me as a black person, I am still... I'm learning. I am still learning. I am still educating myself personally. Um, and I think that's what we should all be doing, you know. Um, and I think with the whole issue, um, the color of your skin does not exclude you from biases. I, like last year, um, something happened and I really had to sit down and check, like, where are my biases? What prejudices do I have in my own life? You know, um, and even like becoming comfortable with speaking about the fact that I'm black, like saying like, yeah, I'm a black girl or that person is a white person and not coming from like a hateful place, but it's just like a fact, right? Just like you'll say that lady over there or that guy over there, you know? Um, and so I am still educating myself. And I think the whole thing about this is to just check your own heart and to check your own prejudices you know and um and just because you're not black or you're not a person of color doesn't mean that you can't reach out to people and check like how are they doing you know um to watch your own reaction to check your own heart like sure what are the prejudices that I have in my own heart you know how am I viewing things you know um is there any ounce of like racism in my heart? But then not stopping there. Um, I've a lot. I've been seeing a lot lately of um of not just being against racism or not just saying no to racism, but being anti-racism. And I love that. You know, the thought of like, okay, um, I don't agree with this, and so I'm choosing to be anti-racism. And a big thing that has been going around is that to be silent is to be cl- complicit. Um. And this is so, so true. And I've been silent sometimes, you know, me, myself, I have been silent sometimes. And so even for me, it's like checking my own, you know, biases. Um, And I think a big thing that will start the change is the heart, you know, I... um. I've really been digging into the heart lately and it's crazy that what comes out of the mouth and the actions that we do is a direct reflection of our hearts and our heart state and so when nasty things or racist things are coming out of your mouth that is a literal literal direct reflection on your heart right that's a direct reflection of the state of your heart and I think now and isn't the you'll never have a better time than now in quarantine in lockdown to sit with the lord and check your heart and work through certain issues in your heart you know um and work through certain biases and prejudices in your heart you know i think um every single person on the planet has certain biases and prejudices and you can actively choose to change those and to view things in a different way you know um 
and yeah and I think you know oh man this issue it's I personally I'm not I don't know I think this has something something to the to do with the way that I was like raised up I'm not a very like you know I'm not going to go on social media and like and like swear against people and and put all these things on my stories and stuff but I think there is a time to speak up um and your words you know and black lives do matter um and all lives do matter but specifically in this time when the issue has been brought up you know black lives do matter and alongside with this you know um last year we were going through um especially in South Africa just this thing of like gender-based violence um and women as well and violence against women and children um and I think you know I am (laughs) I find it interesting how um just like how historically you know and I hope I don't offend anyone saying this um and this is coming from literally like a place of love but I find it interesting how historically even when you look at like apartheid or um oppression in any sense um it starts with like even like looking back to like the holocaust you know all these awful awful absolutely heartbreaking things you know it started sort of the 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 hierarchy was sort of men then women right I mean women have been battling against like um against you know like being recognized at the same level as men in terms of the work field you know um which I agree with you know (laughs) in like roles in the home that's a different story I'm not all for that you know that's a podcast for another day but it was sort of woman then men I mean men then woman right and then within that it was sort of like from the people of the least color if that makes sense to the people of the most color and so as a black woman it's literally like at the very bottom of the of the um you know like list you know and and we can change that right our generation and the we can change that and we can start that because it's not going to change until someone does something to change it you know it's not it's um albert einstein says something like um stupidity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results and that's so so true even with this you know um we can't keep doing the same things we've done throughout history and expect a change you know i mean i and I was chatting to my friend about this and I did like a little poem about it um you know and it sometimes it's in the smallest of ways sometimes your bias shows up in the smallest of ways and I think it's just monitoring that you know I mean I cannot count the number of times as a woman that I've been cat called at by you know men and men my own race men different races whatever it is but the amount of times that I've been cat called right that starts in the heart you know um and just the you know and of course there's like sort of like <laughs> racial you know tension and all that stuff that I've experienced as well right I absolutely do not have it like terrible um because there are people who have experienced much much worse things than me but I've experienced that you know and oftentimes it's in the little things and so it's just about checking yourself you know um 
And I find it interesting. I used to think, so this will make sense in a minute. But um, so I used to think that there was this quote like that, love is blind, you know, and there was a Netflix series, love is blind. Um, and I used to think that. I used to think like love, love is blind. But I think I've come to realize, and someone said this about the show, it's that love is not blind. Love sees it all and chooses to stay still to stay even after seeing it all and I find that so beautiful and I you know and so then this relates to the thing of um like you don't you can't see color right or you shouldn't see color like all we're all equal which we are 1000% all equal but I think um it doesn't work that way you know you can't say and I used to believe this personally like I'm here I'll be the first to say I used to believe like don't see color you know like it you know but it's not true you know we are all different but in we have strengths in that you know just like with men and women you can't say like we're all the same because we're not you know men and women were created different by God but equally in that respect you know we have different roles but each of those roles are equal you know and you can't try and change that and so even with color like you can't say like let's not see color right no let's see color let's acknowledge our different let's acknowledge our differences but within those differences let's choose to love still right let's choose to show grace still and I think that's where um that's where that heart of love comes from as well you know because god did create us different um there's this parable that just keeps sticking with me um and it's in matthew actually let's dive into it i read a commentary about it um and i thought the commentary was rather interesting um and so it's in matthew i think it's like matthew 15 let me pull it up on my bible um and oh yeah um all right so it yeah so Matthew 15 from verse 21 to verse 28 and so it's the faith of a Canaanite woman and so you should go read it um but I think you know with Jesus as well Jesus saw color he didn't you know and I'll jump into that in this parable you know and God created color right um God created black and white and all the in-betweens and he created different races you know um and I think there's such beauty in that like there's such beauty how boring would it be if we're all the same the problem comes in where then there's a hierarchy put in where then we're like okay let's treat this one group better or worse because of how they look you know or because of who they are and that's not all right you know um and I think we as people need to choose to see it all and choose to love it all you know um and so the faith of a Canaanite woman um actually let me read it for you guys because might as well it's like seven verses so it says leaving that place Jesus withdrew um and this was just after um like speaking to the Pharisees um about his disciples um and where Jesus this is the irony how crazy is this this is just after the verse where jesus says um so in verse 18 he says but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them verse 19 for out of the heart come evil thoughts murder adultery sexual immorality 
theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with washed, unwashed hands does not defile them. How crazy. Just after Jesus saying, like, what comes out of the mouth is the direct reflection of the heart and of the actions, right? Um, and all that your actions stem from your heart. He then talks about the faith of a Canaanite woman. And so it says, leaving that place, Jesus withdrew, this is verse 21, to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Or Sidon, I don't know. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me, and she said, or she said, he replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. He then said to her, woman, you have great faith, your request is granted, and her daughter was healed at that moment. And so reading this parable at first, I was confused, and it's still, I don't know why, this parable is just sitting with me, and it's, I, I need to dive more into it, but, um, so basically, Jesus was a Jew, right, um, and a Canaanite woman, that's a different, like, like, ethnic group, right, a Canaanite woman, um, and they weren't, like, the best relations between the Canaanites and the Israelites, right? Um, and he, I find it interesting. He left that place and withdrew to the region of to the region of Tyre and Sidon. So he he went there because he knew that he needed to encounter her. But that feels kind of contradictory, right? Because when um when she speaks to him, he doesn't say a word, right? And then um, his disciples say, like, send her away. And then he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. And that's like, what? He went to this region to meet this woman who is of a different race and ethnic group. Um, yet when he gets there, he's saying to her, like, I, I'm only sent for the lost sheep of Israel, right? And that's a bit confusing. I'll dive into that in a second. Um, and then the woman came and knelt before him and said, Lord, help me, you know, she even despite, you know, and I truly believe in this parable that like Jesus sees color and, um, and there have been some commentaries made like this is where, you know, you see like Jesus is racist. I don't think at all this at all like I think the complete opposite and I will show you or I'll tell you why in a second um and so yeah and so he says I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel right but the woman persists and she says Lord help me and so he replies it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs and so this implied and the dogs here they're talking about are like you know those small like really cute dogs um but here it impri it implies that the bread of the children is what he's giving to the Israelites right that the children are the Israelites and then the like dogs are the Canaanites you know which, or the other or the Gentiles, you know, any other um people besides the Israelites, which also sounds kinda like, oh what? Stick with me here, okay. Um and then she persists and she says, like, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then only then does Jesus say, Woman, you have great faith, your request is granted. And I think that this parable shows a picture of a woman's persistence and of Jesus almost like a quote kind of like testing her right like he knew that he was going to meet this woman and he went 
to this region to meet this woman's needs, right? Um, that was the reason that he went there, you know, because after that he goes along the Sea of Galilee and goes to feed the 4,000, right? And so he went to this region specifically to meet this woman and to meet her needs, right? But when he got there, he, um, you know, and he says like, he says like, I'm, I was here, I, I am the God of the Jews, right? I, I have been sent to only to the lost sheep of Israel, but she persists and she says, but Lord, um, you know, even though you are give, here to give like the children bread, right? I still want to pick up crumbs. Um, and I think it shows a picture. It's crazy that the the Pharisees um, would, you know, the Jewish people would reject their own savior and this woman who is hungry, you know, this woman who looks completely different to Jesus, who is completely hungry for what he has to offer. She's saying like, I just want a taste of it. I just want a little bit, Lord, that's all I want. And then of course he's not going to deny I heard then he says okay then um your faith has healed you right and I think this just shows a beautiful picture of Jesus recognizing race recognizing differences but still loving equally and he chooses to see he chooses to see it all but he chooses to stay you know and he um and yeah, and so I think just, you know, and we can dive much more into this parable that that's just my limited understanding and please please go read up on this parable. But I don't think that this shows um Jesus's racism if he never had such, you know, I don't believe that. I think it shows a picture of Jesus recognizing differences because you can't move around in life like pretending like we're all the same because we're not all the same. You know, there are differences. Recognizing differences, recognizing that um even recognizing privilege, right? Recognizing that the Jews have the privilege of Jesus, you know, and this is my own interpretation, you know, um, and recognizing that, okay, there is white privilege, you know, and it is there and it is a very real thing. Um, but also, um, at the same time, choosing to push past, um, choosing to like, as a person who's not a white person, um, and this is now like moving away from the parable, choosing to push past that, you know, I saw this beautiful video on Instagram, if you go to, I'll link it, I'll try and link it below, I don't know if you can link an IGTV video, um, but that just talks about like privilege, um, but just because the privilege isn't in your favor doesn't mean you have to stay back, you know, um, but yeah, and just with that, you know, this woman, begged Jesus and she was thirsty you know Jesus's own people who he came to give the gospel to right they didn't want him they rejected him yet this woman of a different region you know different ethnicity really wanted him um and what he gave what he had to offer and so of course he gave it to her and I think that the church is should should be a place that emulates love that emulates diversity um you know because and that just shows a picture of Christ and his church you know just like how marriage is supposed to reflect a picture of Christ and his church the church literally is to, supposed to show a picture of Christ and his church and a diverse church a church that sees it all and loves everyone still you know a church that is comfortable in its differences but also united in those differences and not divided a church that doesn't treat other people differently because of the color of their skin you know or um 
a church that doesn't treat men and women um as less than because we're equals you know um but obviously have different roles you know and a church that is constantly gaining more knowledge a church that is constantly educating themselves um a church that is constantly um checking their own biases, checking their own hearts, checking their own prejudices. And the crazy thing is we are the church. You and I are the church. And so it starts with us and it starts with us showing up, you know, we have to show up. Now is the time to show up. Now is the time, you know, to speak up. If you don't know what to do, let's say you're listening to this, you are not a person of color. Reach out to people of color, you know, read up, educate. Um, But also, I think just for everyone across the board, now is the time as well to watch the words we put out. You know, what we put out is so, so powerful. And, um, and don't, you know, just watch what you're saying watch your responses may they be filled with love i i love the verse um may your words um ever be seasoned with like um i don't know what the verse is um but it's in proverbs i'll leave it in the show notes below but it says may your words ever be seasoned with salt um like may they be graceful um whatever it is (laughs) i can't remember the words i will include it in next week's um actually i'll yeah i'll include it in next week's verse or verse of the day or whatever but it's like may your words ever be seasoned with salt like graceful and like whatever i'm also crazy that words can be as soothing as honey and like healing to the bones another proverbs gem um i will also include that in next week's podcast and in the show notes below but i just wanted to show up here and to say like yes i am a person of color no i don't know it all yes i've messed up so much yes i have my own prejudices but i think now is the time to speak out now is the time to be unified and we are the church we should be the standard of what you know diversity and unity and beauty among a community looks like um we should be uh uh um uh a picture of the fact that love is not blind of the fact that race is not blind um but yeah and so i hope this was a um good episode for you this is a very nuanced issue i love the word nuance (laughs) heard it like two or three years ago and I think it's one of the most like beautiful words nuance but this is a nuanced issue and there's lots of aspects and it's not going to change overnight but it doesn't help to give up and to um and to not be part of the change it also doesn't help to put others down while doing it you know and so we can be part of the change but it starts with you you know you are the church the people are the church and let's just turn to Jesus and reflect on any of our own prejudices biases racism any of that and so yeah i hope and there can be beauty found in all of this there truly can be beauty and there is beauty found in all of this and so yeah i hope you liked this episode honestly an an honest conversation or a conversation about being about race um racism and being a black woman (laughs) you know um but yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode thank you so so much for listening friends this was a very like you know like just showing up episode and like sharing like that i don't know it all that i haven't been great with it all but i am choosing to show up still um and so yeah 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please, 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 please share it with your friends and family. Um, and uh, and with anyone you know, you know, um, follow the Project Lumiere on Instagram at the Project Lumiere. Um, go to the blog theprojectlumiere.com. Um, all the links are in the show notes below. And let our words be graceful, you know, seasoned with salt. You know, just like how the perfect amount of salt just seasons. A meal perfectly you know <laughs> um and let's just check our biases friend and let's check our own prejudices um and let's check our our hearts because out of them out of the uh, the out of the mouth out of the abundance of the mouth the heart speaks or whatever it is out of what comes out of your mouth is a direct reflection of what comes out of your heart and so yeah thank you so so much for listening friend um I hope you enjoyed this episode. I feel like I've been going on with this intro for ages. But I just wanted... Today's quote is from Netflix. Um, but I've been seeing it all over social media. And I think it's beautiful. And it just says, um, To be silent is to be complicit. Black lives matter. We have a platform and we have a duty to our black members, employees, creators, and talent to speak up. And so, yeah. Bye, friend. <laughs>